He'll come back for the second. India have won the test match. India have won the series. They're going to get back for two. India at home. Lords goes wild. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the 81 All Out podcast. This is Siddhartha Vaidyanathan. And um, today I'm joined by uh, two good friends of 81 All Out. Um, Karthik Krishnaswamy, the cricket writer for Crickinfo. He's been on the show before multiple times. And uh, he's, uh, as we mentioned, he's one of the most original cricket writers going around. So, hi Karthik, welcome back. Hey, hey, good to be back. Yeah, great to have you. And uh, we also have uh, Karthike Adate, KD, uh, for some, the prince of data literate journalists for others, and uh, a very amiable uh, person on Twitter who has no, absolutely no one taking uh, contradictory views on what he says. So, hi, Karthike, how are you? Hey, hi, how are you? Fine. Very <laughs> uh, yeah, early I think- morning here. I think you hold the record for blocking the most people on Twitter or something like that. So Udu, I wrote a I have a computer program which does that. That's so much okay. in character. That's so much in character. <laughs> why should I write? I mean, why should I bother with blocking people individually? I have a computer program which any curse word or swear word appears on my notifications, the person gets blocked. It's end of story. I'm not Okay, I, wonderful. So, so this I is. I don't even uh, have to look at it, and I don't care how well it works. It works well enough to annoy people, so it's good. <laughs> I I will uh, probably uh, borrow this code at some point of time when I, ah, yeah. especially when I tweet something about uh, BJP or uh, Kohli or something like that. So that's that's when the real uh, active tweeters come and pounce on you. So anyway, uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, you are here today to uh, do a bit of a review. Um, you know, we couldn't really review the England-India uh, series because uh, the last test never happened. And uh, we, w- we we felt that we were going to talk about the same things again if we were going to talk about it. But uh, Karthikeya, um, you know, reached out and had an interesting idea to talk about uh, the Shastri era of Indian cricket, if we may call it that. But primarily, you know, focusing on the time when Sha- Ravi Shastri has been the head coach of the Indian team, which is since July 2017, that is after the Champions Trophy. And, um, you know, it's been about four years now, um, you know, a little more than four years. And I think it's a good time to review it. Shastri, of course, is going to step down as the head coach after this World T20. Um, and... Uh, uh, who knows, uh, after that, he may return again as he has before. I mean, he has, he's, of course, keeps coming back. But uh, as of now, yeah, it's a good time to talk about the evolution of the Indian team, especially the test team. And um, yeah, so both uh, Karthik and Karthikeya have been following the team closely. So why not talk about it? Uh, before that, uh, just a quick reminder to everyone. We are a crowdfunded platform. So you can support us at uh, Coffee. that is ko-fi. Uh, com slash 81 all out uh, you can set up a monthly you know subscription or you can put in a one-time contribution everything that you contribute really helps us so yeah Kartikeya, take it away I mean you uh, suggested this and I was I thought it was a wonderful idea um, so what are your thoughts on this uh, the Shastri years <laughs> well I have thought of this because India have been Australia twice now and England this year and uh, 
it's the they are winning more than they ever have and it's as if that whole year and that whole era just vanished you know the this the last the last test was abandoned uh and then uh, virat kohli decided to step down from some trivial captaincy and uh, then the ipl started and so basically it's like it's gone you know and the it i thought it was sort of especially tragic that you know the the, the most successful era in the indian test teams history so far ended with its coach like cooped up in a hotel like isolated from the team everybody else uh you know it it ended in sort of with a whimper so to speak you know i th- i think it's a, i don't know I, you got to see some really good cricket in from this indian team and i think it's worth sort of uh recording that the other reason i i think is that you you guys cover all this much more than i do i mean your your the 81 all out podcast uh episode listing is is very so comprehensive and, and impressive and karthik is of course covering almost every game that have india play so but there, there's a there's a perception i have that you know people think that india are winning now because everybody else is terrible you know uh, compared to you know what they were in earlier eras and there is this sort of you know it seems to be some weird nostalgia at work in in this perception and and that's also another reason why it's worth reflecting on this uh last 6 7 years you know because I, this I, has I, also been a very strange indian team which we are not really used to you know so they, what they have done is more than just win i think they have they have changed what it means to be a good cricket team no you're right i mean the whole anti climax around the final test did uh, you know uh, sort of left it hanging there and there was no real uh, closure i mean whether it was uh, two all or uh, you know two one or three one i mean who knows but at least there would have been that completion of a series and you could have they could have been like at least one or two days of reflection but that didn't happen there was this outrage over whether the test should have happened or not and then immediately with the kohli uh, announcement and ipl the the series just vanished and you're right i mean uh, and even media publications um including esteemed publications that karthik works for i mean they i guess they didn't have the time to even like uh, mull over this you know series or this era or anything i mean of course there were a few articles i'm not saying they weren't but the uh, things move on so quickly right karthik yeah i mean it's the peril of this you know always having to follow the news cycle right and uh, yeah there's only so much resources you have and so much else that's happening and there's basically too much cricket so uh yeah so yeah it just vanished in a in a hurry up and uh, yeah like nobody has taken stock of the fact that he's uh, he's done now as a you know test match coach at least and uh, after such a successful era um yeah so it's a great time to actually plug that gap and uh, talk about him a little bit him and his team also there's that uh, he there was an interview that uh, i saw that he did with the guardian um 
which was a interesting interview and one of the things that really struck me in that interview was i mean there were very some very good quotes uh, one of which of course uh, kartikeya has highlighted in one of his substacks about uh, india taking 20 wickets i mean being that being the focus but uh, one of the things that really struck me was that how as much credit as a lot of people rightfully give virat kohli for you know keeping the focus on test cricket and saying that test cricket is important and also walking the talk by actually uh, pri- you know himself prioritizing it at times and people and even this t20 decision can be seen in a way as something that uh, could prolong his test career in the long run but i it struck me how much shastri was uh, you know deeply in love with test cricket in that interview and he says that you know one day cricket t20 cricket we did well everywhere but nobody remembers anything uh, of course people remember finals and they keep reminding us that we haven't won a single final uh, you know in an icc final and all that and he hopes to win that in the next month with the t20 but he says test cricket is what i remember every ball and test cricket is what i you know is something that it it almost seems like he's so much in love with test cricket and that's something that uh, it struck me only after reading the interview i'm like and it should be obvious because of course he played in an era where tests were paramount but even then uh, it was nice to see how much he cared for tests yeah it's ironic because uh, this is also probably not probably i mean if you go by the figures definitely the most successful white ball indian team yet you know they are beating everybody as a matter of course uh which they were not doing you know i before this basically anybody who tour came to tour india and any in any tour india went on uh, there were only two types of tours which india participated in you know one was a competitive series and the other was one in which india are underdog you know i mean there there's never been a series you know except when we zimbabwe tour india back in the day and even then you know uh, andy flower was some kind of you know behemoth you know who had who, we, we had no answers in 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 i mean i think they even saved a bunch of tests uh, and uh, with andy flower involved you know so it, it was not like you know and and now that sort of thing has gone away you know i mean we are not india is not a mid table team anymore you know and so Every, the top table teams are now you know equal opponents and the mid table teams are weaker opponents and the bottom of the table teams are basically india's second or third string could beat them you know and that that's a diff, that's a big difference from back in the day and by back in the day you know which era i mean uh you know the 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 the, the you know the titanium generation so <laughs> <laughs> the galacticos the galacticos yes yeah. the, where you know i mean henry olonga was apparently some you know really deadly guy you know and you know jetsen rulkar was like taking revenge on henry olonga can you imagine anything like that happening today it's just <laughs> unthinkable you know? I mean, okay let me just bring that one point though about this whole thing i i feel like one thing that has worked against this team um is and and they are perfectly justified in why they were they would behave that way is their antipathy towards the media and you know for it, the of course they give uh, they they have been press conferences and interviews via the bcci website and all that but really what 
sticks out in people's heads is often the stories, right? I mean, and and I don't think that this team has got commensurate amount of uh, great stories that have been written uh, as much as great as they have been. And I think that makes a difference. Like, why is that team from 2003-2004, I mean, as they, they didn't win a series in West Indies, they didn't win a series in England, they didn't win a series in Australia, they didn't win a series in South Africa, no Indian team has won in South Africa. But still, why is that team so thought, remembered and thought about? I mean, of course, a large part of it is hype. And I agree with you, Karthikeya. Yeah? The retrospective hype is unreal. But I think a part of it is also that they ensured that their legacies were in place with the kind of cooperation they had with the media. I mean, you go back and read some of the pieces, no? Or some of the interviews or something, and some of the stories that came out. All these little things. I mean... We talk about Ashwin's Kutti story. They were Kutti story like anecdotes doing the rounds every day back then. Mm. So I think that has worked against this team. I'm not saying there is no reason they are not justified. I mean, they have their own reasons for being having this attitude to the media because the media has just gone berserk on occasions and the scale of the media has just gone in a different level. But I feel, and Karthik may agree or disagree with this, I feel this has played a part. I've only sort of like known this era, right? I wasn't, uh, I mean, I was in yeah. school in 2003, four, and around, you know, that that uh, period. I think it was also the fact that the backdrop of those successes back then was just how unexpected they were, right? And now we're being, as in for the common for the common man, it's like we're being told that this is an amazing team, but they're not until this year. They weren't like winning series away from home. You so once the assumption is that like once you're like number one, once you're the best team in the world, you should, you know, start dominating the era like Australia did then or West Indies um did in the 80s. So I, what what's actually like um hampered this team in terms of how it's been looked at from the outside is that it's playing in a very competitive era. It's I mean, you look at uh, like the bowling attacks of that every team has, uh, every top team certainly. Um, you know, it's very difficult to beat them in their own conditions. Like if you go, if, if India went to New Zealand now, I mean, they'd struggle to beat New Zealand there. Uh, but uh, that's not... Because India aren't good, it's because like New Zealand are so good. And similarly, like uh, to beat this Australia team in Australia and this English uh, team in England was, I mean, uh, assuming that that's what the series result will be, is a huge achievement simply because their bowling attacks are so good. Uh, I mean, you had uh, no Stuart Broad, no Jofra Archer, no... Uh, Chris Wokes for most of the series, no Ben Stokes, and still, you know, still they had a terrific attack for for those conditions, uh, and therefore, like it's kind of hurt India that wherever they go, they've had to beat really strong teams. They've not had to go and play, you know, uh, I don't know. Imagine them against the 2002 England team, like with uh, Hogard and. Yeah, with Alex Tudor and like Caddick coming to the end of his career and Hamison and Jones making their debuts. So it was a 
you know and on those wickets where you know everybody is making 500 in the first innings yeah exactly yeah so the challenge that this team has had has been completely different to the what the earlier team faced and you know which people don't quite take into account or or they simply you know say that no those teams aren't actually as good as earlier teams when you know the opposite is very much true but it is also you know i think kartik is right but there's also this other thing you know that back then like foreign players were like you know some a very different beast to what they are today you know i mean that back then if some australian or english player said something about vvs lakshman that was it that was the certificate you know that yeah. that that meant that vvs lakshman had arrived you know in indian in indian eyes you know but but today if david warner says something about uh, i don't know washington sundar or somebody nobody is going to care you know because david warner is just a player now he's not he's not some you know he's not some otherworldly figure anymore you know i mean he's just a player you know even though he's probably a better player than a lot of the australian and english players of that era he's just a player you know so i mean can you imagine for instance you know pat cummins and mitchell stark uh, coming to india in you know 2000 and whatever it was 4 or 2001 you know can you imagine the the reputation they would bring with them you know now there's no such thing as a reputation of that of that variety anymore you know i mean nasser hussain nobody nobody cares what nasser hussain says about indian players anymore you know whereas back then it was very very important that nasser hussain thought that the indian batting lineup was very strong you know that meant that the indian batting lineup was very strong you know and and also the indian bowling attack was very poor at that time so basically the indian, the batting lineup was the only decent thing about that side and so obviously the, what people don't want to speak ill of a team so what they said is that well india have a strong batting what that really means is that they have weak bowling you know that that that's what it means in cricket terms you know so the other batsmen were almost like forgiven for their uh, poor outings because the bowlers were not good enough but so i mean that is quite a funny thing because if even now you will hear people saying that you know all these batsmen they scored so many runs but india still lost but the fact is india lost because they didn't have players to take 20 wickets no so 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 the the fact is that i mean again in that shastri interview and like you mentioned in that piece that you wrote is number one i mean the focus this is perhaps the first indian team that can confidently like they don't know that has the depth and the quality to say that okay we are going to play a team to take 20 wickets in any conditions and i don't think any other indian team would have had that quality uh, you know go to new zealand england australia to pick up 20 wickets is not a joke but this team can do it and they can do it even with a second string attack which is so good yeah i mean it hasn't just happened i mean it, 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 they have pursued it and they pursued it in 2018 and mostly it didn't work no i mean they lost in england four times and they lost in south africa twice you know but they 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 kept trying and they kept getting better at it no i mean the 
I mean, but this is this is an old thing, no? I mean, I, someone posted this the other day uh, from a book which I have not actually read, which uh, you know John Wright's Indian Summers, and apparently in that John Wright recounts a conversation he had with Ravi Shastri back when he first took the job, the India job. It's a and in that you know apparently there's the usual psychobabble about you know. Uh, senior players have to make a bigger contribution give youngsters more help and this is like he's listing all the things shastri said you know he said we had to start winning away from home public would like us to see, go for more wins even if it meant losing a few this is shastri's view okay which is you know to to chase a win you have to chase wickets and that means you have to risk losing you know which is you look at the indian team in the last four years and you can see that uh and uh, then he says well the batters have to take more responsibility to enable us to play five bowlers particularly in one day cricket and i i was re- i saw that and then i realized that india did none of those things in the in that era <laughs> under john wright you know if anything they kept packing the batting they went so far as to like make rahul dravid keep wickets to pack the batting even further you know and you know they used to play rahul dravid as wicket keeper as wicket keeper and then have you know sehwag and tendulkar and ganguly being fifth bowler so they did none of those things in that era but in this era they have and basically it is not something that was you know a mystery i mean it is something that the best teams have always known it is that it's always better to build a team to contest a 250 match than it is to build a team to you know get you to 350 if it means weakening your bowling to concede 400 you know that's because 350 plays 400 is going to not win fewer test matches than you know 250 plays 280 yeah and also that's the reason why when you know in 2006 when when dravid took over the captaincy and chapel became coach that's the reason why there was such a big faith placed on irfan pathan because irfan pathan was the guy who would allow india to play five bowlers uh, given that he could actually bat uh, you know really well compared to so many of the other bowlers so irfan pathan became like the kind of the 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 focal point of that team and uh, of course for good or bad his bowling fell you know his bowling went down and he didn't really have a career as long as he could have i mean though he ended up with 100 plus wickets which is a big achievement in test cricket but still i mean he was the kind of guy who they would have loved to be like the you know the jadeja equivalent of today come on man ashoka is going to kill you if you don't mention the lord here yeah of course the lord is uh, uh, they probably <laughs> probably more, uh, the more apt example of course for irfan patan yeah irfan patan aspired to shardul thakur <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but but the thing is that see if let's let's see see 2017 is when shastri takes over okay now the very first series test series that they have is against sri lanka they go to sri lanka conceded okay it was a pretty it was not a great sri lankan team by any standards but they thrashed them man they won 3-0 now the fact is that no indian team in the past ever had beaten sri lanka so comprehensively back in their backyard whether it was you know ganguly's team or dravid's team or whatever in fact those teams hadn't even won a series in sri lanka leave alone winning 
So, and then Shastri, of course, came and made this hyperbolic statement saying that, you know, the greatest, uh, you know, victory ever or something he said. I mean, something really off the top. But the fact is that it was, you know, the thing is that Indian street victories in Sri Lanka, like, ah, okay, chalta hai. But historically, that is not true. You know, the, to just to go to Sri Lanka and win is a big deal. Yeah, similarly with West Indies as well. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, like Shastri's team in 2015 also beat Sri Lanka 2-1 and that could have been 3-0 easily as well. Like, if not for a free innings from Tandimal. Um Yeah, so, uh, like, in between there was a Kumble era as well. And I feel that this is the thing I'm not sure, like, you know, like how much of the credit to give who. I'm sure Shastri deserves a lot of it. But like even during the Kumble era, like in his very first test match as coach, you had uh, Ashwin batting at six. And it wasn't like we had, yeah. uh, uh, India had Rishabh Pant at that point. So it was Ashwin batting at six. Then it was Riddhiman Saha at seven. And he didn't play Jadeja in that game. And the second spinner was Amit Mishra. So it wasn't like, I mean, that, like looking back, it feels like the most, um, bowling sort of uh, uh, like the team that lent most towards bowling at the expense of batting in these last how many ever years and so I mean that thing has been sort of consistently like India have been following that um, pretty consistently ever since they've been able to uh, basically like even in even when Dhoni was captain he tried like with the resources that were available then to have like yeah. a Stuart Binney uh, or like, you know, Jadeja batting at, uh, like Dhoni himself batting at six, Jadeja batting at seven type thing. So it's like, there's been a conscious move towards that over many years. And uh, like this current team, which is like, okay, chalo, like, uh, you know, we don't play Ashwin and we play like in the Lord's Test, they had, Ishan Sharma playing, which meant basically four number 11s, right? And they've done that a couple of times before as well, like Perth in 2018. So, um, yeah, like this, that is sort of the extreme end of like this approach of like, we'll pack our bowling and, you know, if the batting suffers, so be it. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, the the West Indies point is a, is a, is a, is a really interesting one because... You know, you look at like today's Pakistan, you know, that is basically India from 15, 20 years ago, you know, which is like they go to West Indies and they have these very close series and they lose one and they win one. And, yeah. you know, and, you know, they are, they have like one big talisman batsman and like one young upcoming bowler. They always have one up, young upcoming bowler. You know? <laughs> Every time there's some new one. It seems, you know, and uh, the, it is like there are so many holes in their side that, you know, West Indies are still able to beat them in West Indies. Yeah, I think the Bondra's test of uh, 2008 is like a, you know, I, it's quite a critical test. Sorry, sorry. Six, uh, no, no, no. My mistake. 2018 is what oh, I meant. Okay, okay. So, right. the, uh, yeah, the test that India won after losing the series, yeah, when yeah. they played four fast bowlers, basically Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, Bumra and uh, I think Shami, they played uh, Shami, and, Shami Ishan. and Ishan. Yeah. yeah. That, and then they did the same in Perth. Of course, in Perth, they didn't win. But even then, I mean, those were like quite significant, I think, for an I Indian think team. To... 
you're missing the most significant test of all time for that which is 2012 in perth when you had uh, ishan sharma umesh yadav vinay kumar vinay <laughs> kumar yeah and zaheer khan as the four i would yeah. like to forget that test but okay let's talk about it <laughs> i know no, i remember yeah. like david warner like square cutting like endlessly like <laughs> i think like by the end of day one only india had basically been lost that test <laughs> basically i think at the end of day one they were like um uh in the lead with no wickets down or something like yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> bizarre <laughs> yeah sorry but continue your point i just uh, interrupted no no yeah i mean of course that uh, that uh, is a good uh, statistical <laughs> significance <laughs> but i think i yeah i mean i, I don't think like uh, before that 2018 wanderers test i don't think india would have had uh, at any point of time the quality and the depth that those four bowlers brought and 2018 bhuvneshwar kumar was a seriously good bowler i mean had he played in england uh, yeah. you know india could have well won that series i mean he was he was quick and the swing and uh, control he was giving was brilliant yeah there was also the birth of not the birth of second innings shami but the birth of the idea of second innings shami yeah second second innings shami was it so late i thought it somehow started little earlier only i mean he had really? been he had been doing that for a while but like he did it in south africa and it became you know like uh yeah and he on that tour he was like quite erratic in all the first innings and somehow seemed to like uh figure out what he needed to do by the time the second innings came so that tour kind of set it in stone yeah 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 and and one thing we shouldn't forget in this whole thing of course it's very very easy to forget india's home victories are just like okay india won at home but also you know umesh and shami and ishan are bowlers who bowl in india better than any of the other fast bowlers did before i mean shrinath had his uh, days and shrinath had some phenomenal test matches in india but these three guys have just taken bowling in india to another level um and i'm sure bumrah will as well at some point when he you know plays more consistently in india but uh, that is like a huge factor too yeah i mean uh, i mean what india have lost what two test matches to england in 2012 uh one to australia in 2017 and yeah. one to england in 2021 in the last that's 10 it. years in india that's it yeah It's like four test matches in the in the last ten years they've lost. Yeah, and all those test matches. I mean, uh, barring uh, you know, they lost the first three test matches that you mentioned. They lost to spin. You know, of yeah. course, uh, Anderson and all bowled well, but it was primarily Swan and Panesar and uh, that uh, Stephen O'Keefe uh, who uh, got through India. But uh, you know. it's it's very it's very very hard to beat india and india now i mean far harder than it was even in uh, you know any other time in their history yeah i mean you can you imagine for instance like kaiser robada coming to india in like 2000 you know he would have had like the reputation of donard no I mean, well nanti not... hayward came to india in 2000 and uh, did extremely well in that test series true true <laughs> and donald has a phenomenal record in india so yeah Yeah. yeah no i mean the, the that's the that's the difference no i think that you know you we always it's always tempting to you know remember a test team by its best players 
and you know in that era you remember the indian team while you know kumble and tendulkar and that okay they are very very great players but the other nine are like who make the difference no because the best players in your team are invariably going to be cancelled out by the best players in the opposition it's the last is the four or five weakest players who make the difference in the end they they are the ones who decide whether you win or you lose whether and how well you compete and that is where there's a big difference you know and you can see this most clearly in the batting you know i mean so you know there's this whole perception that you know this indian batting is awful you know that's it the the i mean uh, you the most common thing you hear okay the bowling is good but the batting is average you know but if you look at sort of if you compare the batting based on uh you know what the bowling landscape in test cricket looked in that era then the current batting is as good as any india have had before you know so for instance you know i tried to do this right i said i decided to find out like what are the bowling averages by bowling position you know for opening bowlers first change second change and then third change and later uh over five year periods you know and so the way i did it it sort of gives me five year periods around you know numbers divisible by five so 98 to 2002 2003 to 2007 2008 to 2012 it's kind of very convenient you know because it's it it bookends the eras very nicely you know and uh, in 2013 to 17 basically uh the new ball attacks the new ball bowlers average took their wickets at like 30 a piece and the first change bowlers took their wickets at 33 a piece and the second change bowlers took their wickets at 36 a piece so the attacks are not very deep you know the attacks were pretty shallow and you know once you got past the new ball bowlers life was easy uh, or life was relatively easy and in that era the indian top 6 uh, averaged 45 you know and if you compare that to like uh, you know whenever the the peak era of the you know 98 to 2007 those two eras when you know 98 to 2002 actually new ball attacks were pretty strong you know the new ball bowlers were taking the wickets at 28 a piece and then the first change bowlers were like 32 and then the second change was 34 so again not much depth but you know at least the new ball bowlers were quite good uh in that era 98 to 2002 india's top 6 uh average 41 you know and now this is not this is hard to understand because that era had like tendulkar arguably at his absolute peak but it also didn't have any decent openers it also didn't have you know particularly decent number 6 you know so the that the if you if you if you see if you say that you know well how good a batting lineup is depends on you know how good the number 3 is compared to the number 3 today then yeah i mean i can see why you might think that the current indian batting is average but it's not it's really you know you have to the whole batting lineup is going to score runs no it's not just one player you're you're not so, saying it can be a direct dravid to pujara tendulkar to kohli that kind of No, but it has Thing. to be everybody, no? It, it cannot yeah, yeah, be just yeah. those two players. Got it, got it, got it. But that is the but that is what drives perceptions, no? You know, and that no, is no, a big right. difference. No, no, you're right. The the Indian bowling 
ensures that the batting that they face is comes across as largely okay and not great all the time yeah. and that doesn't mean they're not good it just means that the indian bowling is very very good also yeah yeah i mean i think i made this point before right if if you look at the like england in the 90s no it was not a great decade for them you know they were also very strictly mid table you know but they like their three mainstays in that era were what hussein atherton and stewart right the, the, the all three played i think hussein think played thorpe 96 thorpe might tests. have played also thorpe yeah, thorpe thorpe yeah yeah but hussein played 96 tests like atherton and stewart played more than 100 tests each right uh, yeah they always made runs against india you know atherton made 100 i think in the, against india in the 96 series uh, he also made runs uh, against india in the 90 series they all always stewart the same thing you know hussein the same thing hussein i think also made 100 in the 2002 series they he always two, as I a think. matter of 2002 yeah i think he, he made, made two, two right yeah one at lords one at headingley if i'm not oh, wrong oh right right yeah. right true yeah uh, and they always made runs against they averaged 50 against india right so they were we read them really but at the same time in that era those three averaged 30 against australia and west indies you know so to australia and west indies usain stewart and uh, uh, atherton uh, they appeared like you know rory burns and johnny bairstow and You know, that that quality in fact atherton is still uh, there's a having a running joke with megra and ambrose and all because he, they got him out so often so yeah it's uh, it's a cyclical thing like every i mean this kind of explains a lot so basically when south africa came to india in 2019 right so india's fast bowlers took 26 wickets in that series at 17.5 and yeah. south africa's fast bowlers took 10 wickets at 70 70.2 right yeah and so and this was on like you know fairly normal flat like flat in the first innings starting to turn in the second innings type indian pitches and pitches i think on which rohit sharma made double hundreds basically yeah <laughs> mayank agarwal mayank agarwal runs right so uh yeah and like from that series kind of clearly illustrated that you know india on flat pitches can like beat like most teams with ease in good batting conditions they still have the bowling to take 20 wickets like whether be it fast bowling or spin and because of this whenever they've gone away from home they've ended up facing like uh pitches really loaded in favor of seam bowling right because they and don't the want home to, bowling yeah 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 so they don't want to give like uh, ashwin and jadeja a sniff right yeah. they want to kind of almost force india not to play one of them uh, very often india have had a kind of in this on this recent tour of england as well like india had the quicker attack right uh but like on average yeah, of course I mean, mark archer and stone and all were yeah, not yeah. available yeah yeah mark wood might be the quickest might have been the quickest bowler in that series but as an attack i think india had the yeah. right so like you know so if england had you know rolled out say like 2007 type pitches where or 2002 you know, like pitches or 2002 like pitches like yeah. you know then you could have easily seen india playing two spinners plus three fast bowlers and you know having a like terrific time of it like yeah and their bat batters also really like coming to the party which they just simply haven't had the opportunity to do that 
too often and that's that again like apart from the depth of the bowling attacks which kartikeya mentioned it's also the pitches so you've got to take those two factors into consideration while you judge this batting lineup against uh, batting lineups from the past yeah that is true because you know just to finish the point i was making about the eras batting lineup eras right uh, if you look at if you look at the 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 top 6 uh, the the bowling levels from like the 2018 to 22 period the five year period you know new ball bowlers have been taking their wickets at 25 a piece and the first change bowlers have been taking their wickets at 29 a piece and second change bowlers have been taking their wickets at 31 a piece you know this is the the deepest bowling era since like the mid 50s you know you know that you have to go all the way back to the mid 50s to find a test match era where you know bowling attacks are this deep and yeah. this persistent and in that period the indian top 6 has averaged 36 you know which is 10 runs worse than the what they did in the 2013 to 17 period when bowling attacks were not that deep you know and it's the same players no from 2013 to 17 and 2018 to 22 so either you think that magically all these players have gotten worse or you think that well you know the conditions and the bowling has become that much deeper and scoring runs have become that much more difficult yeah you know? in fact the same players they've they've definitely gotten better and like yeah i mean rohit sharma for instance a uh, arguably a better player now than he was in like in 2015 no i don't yeah. think that's particularly and kohli kohli is also a better player now i mean kohli has played some of his really really great innings in the last 18 months i think you know? yeah no 100s but really tremendous innings i think that is is in i think if you take out like his 100 at perth in 2018 uh, then i can't remember a better kohli innings than like his how many i don't know how many mate like 75 in uh, first the first innings adelaide in australia yeah 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 yeah, yeah that like was that a very game. good innings yeah it yeah, was a tremendous innings and even in england i mean he uh, it was the odd bit was that he was batting so well and getting out so it wasn't like he was batting badly so Yeah, um, the bowling is good. I mean, I mean, come on. If Sam Curran stood out as like a really, really average bowler in in that series, you know, the the <laughs> yeah, that's that's absolutely true. I mean, the depth point is, um, and that depth, depth is true. sorry. Uh, if I may interject, yeah, yeah, but yeah, the depth thing is kind of what like they went in, uh, like India went and played the World Test Championship final. and they went with what they thought was their best attack for all conditions which is what kohli said at that point right and they picked two spinners and but then they realized that you know like like they didn't have that fast bowling depth yeah yeah so as well as ashwin bowled in that test match and he bowled brilliantly like it was one of his best games it was one of the best games of his career i thought yeah uh, yeah there just wasn't room for him if they had to play four fast bowlers his batting if it was at the level it was in 2016 17 he would have played a, ahead of jadeja i'm pretty sure of that but yeah it isn't right now so it's those small things right like they they so therefore he doesn't get to play a single one of like the four tests yeah and they win two of them so and, yeah <laughs> exactly really argue with it yeah i mean we can argue with it 
as you and uh, mahesh and others have on previous podcasts but uh, yeah, yeah i let's not go through that again but what i'm what the point i wanted to make about that india south africa stat that you brought out tartik was that over the last even 5 4 to 5 years i think india at home have played across such a wide variety of conditions yeah that you know that that itself is a tribute to what a good team this is i mean take sri lanka in that calcutta test where they collapsed in the morning to uh, suranga lakmal yeah uh, you know that was definitely uh, vastly different to say the south africa series pitches or you had uh, if you go a little further back to that australia series you had the dharamshala pitch and the bangalore yeah. pitch yeah. and the pune pitch which was like much more in the you know spinning category uh, yeah. you've had like such a wide variety of pitches i don't think i mean india abroad has probably played a more homogenized set of conditions than india at home exactly <laughs> yeah so the fact that they have lost just four tests at home is a huge uh, sort of uh, credit to this team in the four tests in the last decade by the way so and in the last uh, five years they've just lost like two tests or something yeah and look yeah. at the look at the sort of the range of performance like the, the I'll, okay look, consider all these players like who they're nowhere near the first choice indian test team some of them are not even in the first choice indian test 14 you know jayant yadav karun nair uh shabaz nadeem shabaz nadeem you know uh, akshar patel <laughs> akshar patel uh, washington sundar natrajan shardul shardul thakur i insist <laughs> you know? shardul thakur is very much in the 14 man come on <laughs> now he's undroppable <laughs> Sardul Thakur is now first name on the team sheet. You know. Yeah, exactly. No, no, but this is remarkable. You're right. Where? I mean, where are the? I mean, come on. These are the like the twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth players uh, in playing available for India. You know, and you remember like the even let's take like the marquee series of the whole the Titanium era, you know, Galactico era. You know, where you know. you couldn't find like a third and fourth bowler in that series even like after like you know the bomb they like mined the bombay lobby like they scraped the bottom of the barrel with the bombay lobby you know by playing like <laughs> bahut pule and kulkarni and like they packed us they dig and they packed the side with bombay players they still couldn't find bowlers <laughs> <laughs> but but kartike i don't know why you take that titanium era so seriously also i mean it's because you're bound to like it's been like what like 16 years 17 years after that time no you're bound to get better right especially given india's resources and money and uh, this is a 2000 pound gorilla in the indian imagination man <laughs> <laughs> but uh, coming back to this era you know honestly speaking i mean given the kind of resources that today's bowlers have i mean they are yeah. you know it's not a comparison man i mean the kind of help and the you know uh, biomechanics or data or whatever i mean the kind of uh, backroom support that these guys have is at another level altogether so yeah, I mean, you know i think 
that that is that is true i mean i think kartik can speak a lot more to this than i can but i always think that you know i think i think the the sort of the one thing which symbolizes this era is that you know mohammad siraj whose father was a rickshaw driver you know he played for india after building a terrific first class career you know like like partner 170 wickets at 22 or whatever it is but the day before he made his test debut he was already a millionaire you know that's a huge huge difference about you know what the indian team is now and how you approach that uh, you know how how you think about what 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 that institution has become now you know that the the where places where players are getting achieving security is are 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 very different now than they used to be 20 years ago you know i, I think it's a change for the good frankly you know i, I think it's a great thing that you know mohammad siraj can come in and play for india and like it's not really the be the third or fourth fast bowler for india and you know it's not really his bread and butter i mean the obvious guy here to mention is bharat arun yeah who you know because i mean these are some of these guys we've been seeing them for years right like ishan sharma is the sort of uh, he's the he's exhibit a uh, in this like he's been he was part of the titanium era so to speak <laughs> <laughs> and he's still here and he's like he's a completely different bowler right now and here's the like again like to kind of digress a bit and go back to that depth thing he had one bad test match in this series at uh, headingley and like everyone was like no that's it he's done now this is a guy who's been averaging uh like for the best part of 3 years he was averaging 18 or 19 yeah yeah and the idea that he was done as a test cricketer uh, after one bad test which also like uh, you know which you can countenance only because there are so many other fast bowlers around yeah yeah but anyway yeah getting back to that point like some of these guys like ishan sharma umesh yadav mohammad shami they've been around for a while but they've all grown rapidly uh, in the last you know 5 6 years and yeah i i would i mean i say like bharat arun played a pretty big role in that one of the reasons why we don't appreciate how good this indian team is and the fact all the consequences that should follow from knowing how good this indian team is is that it is a very strange team no i mean this i mean uh, uh, karthik was making the point about bharat arun and the standards and nishan sharma and how one bad test and in that like one bad spell is like put so much pressure i mean yeah they have a lot of support but like the standards are so high that it's absolutely ruthless you know i mean it's like if any of these bowlers show up on the morning of a test match with like a niggle or like that 90% or all, i today i don't think it's a even a question they're out they're not going to play you know and that that's a it's a, it's a absolutely i mean there's a sort of brutality to that you know i mean look at us what has happened to ashwin in this series you know i know we joke about it you know and but 
you know he, ha- he hasn't played a single test match after this, even though he's probably the best spin bowler in the world i i think there is a, definitely i agree to that that there is a sense of brutality as there is bound to be in like an extremely good team i mean like the we spoke about the australia of the 90s and 2000s where you know players as good as darren lehman and damian martin hardly played as much as they would have in another era uh you know martin love whoever stuart law but uh, i think one of the things that also strikes me about this team and many of the co- coaches and players also talk about it is that there is a certain heightened level of empathy in the team itself like uh, i think the sort of uh, you know the understanding whether it's between players and coaches or with it between players themselves or between like even like people in the nca and the players and it strikes me as very interesting that a large number of people who are behind this system if we were to call it that are players who never realized their potential i mean look at bharat arun you know he yeah. he played he played for india for a very brief time he was the butt of all jokes because he tripped and fell in his run up and even today many people remember bharat arun as somebody who tripped and fell but he has you know for for a player like him to then coach say a bumrah or a shami or a nishant it must you know it must bring out so much of empathy in him like if nishant yeah. were to have a bad day i mean bharat arun would be the first person who would understand him right i mean yeah. he because he has seen so much of bad days in his uh, i mean he has seen and probably lived through so much of those bad days as well and and look at look at the system look at who's behind the system you have bharat arun you have vikram rathore again tremendous domestic yeah. batsman who didn't make it in the national level who has been doing such a great job with the batsman and uh, one tour of 96 in england and that was it for him right yeah that was it he made his debut in fact in that edgbaston test i think he played uh, in south africa as well I think he played in South famous, Africa too. Famous 66 all out test it was him and WV Raman opening for correct, India. Correct correct correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. yeah. <laughs> That's it. So Vikram yeah. No, Can I'm just imagine? finishing this point. Vikram Rathore Bharat Arun. Then you have like Paras Mamre who has done a stellar job with the junior bowlers. You know, yeah. you've had uh, you've had so many players like Amol Muzamdar working with in the NCA uh, uh sujit somsundar who is like a you know psycho uh, sort of a mental makeup kind of coach rahul sangvi who has been doing some fine work with mumbai indians i'm just saying that the people around these players have all gone through tremendous amount of lows in their life so i think it really help it would really help for this team for to actually interact with them because they know what a bad day is yeah and not only that look at who the selectors have been in recent years You yeah, know, MSK Prasad. Who of people who played like four, five test matches, ten test yeah. matches? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even even Sunil Joshi, uh, yeah. you know, never really translated his domestic uh, potential to international. He did play tests, but not as many as he could have or should have. Basically, the there is a there seems to be some basic security underlying. the the system today which is created by the system today which was not created there 20 years ago or 25 years ago so i mean it, we we that can is, joke about the titanium generation but that that did come up in a significantly more insecure environment the the the, the other thing about this 
shastri ra which i uh, you know which often goes unnoticed which is very very refreshing uh, has been refreshing for me for a long time is that at no point of time have they are uh, do they complain about you know the pitches they have got even though they have played quite a few tests abroad on some really really tricky pitches i mean lords comes to mind uh, you know centurion in south africa comes to mind edgbaston was probably quite a tricky pitch in itself in 2018 yeah uh, but they have not made a big deal about it i mean the fans of course make a big deal about it but the team itself has not said you know this was the home pitch or doctored pitch or whatever whatever i mean they have been totally neutral about that from the beginning yeah i mean that comes down to having the resources to compete no matter what the pitch is right so it's yeah. like you 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 don't you don't only complain if you're like you know losing terribly and like you don't see any way out and like you like the world is against you i don't think that feeling quite enters your head if you're competing and winning and stuff that's a, that's another thing in this era you know that the, the there's this also this perception that you know selections are sort of ipl driven you know and the my favorite example is i mean both of you know what my favorite example here is the vijay shankar in the 2019 world cup you know which is uh, which is i think you know i think it's like a rorschach test you know you can you can you can read you can say pretty much most things an indian cricket fan will believe based on what they think about that one selection this is i i i i think this is true yeah I yeah, think, yeah yeah i think the thing about that selection was that at the time it happened i think everybody was like oh wow vijay shankar is looking like such a such an amazing talent right and then it didn't quite work out he got injured and his world cup ended early and then his form also dipped and post all of that it was like oh how could they do that yeah post facto yeah. <laughs> yeah and yeah, also yeah, yeah. like in the in the semi final like the number they were 16 for 4 and then everybody if the the natural thing to think there is oh well if only there had been one more batsman yeah no but then he didn't play that game no no yeah. but that doesn't matter no <laughs> no no it was like uh, if only there had been raidu yeah. yeah 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 that no but yeah you're right that vijay shankar before the world cup there was in fact a series was it probably australia where he single handedly did some had some heroic game i think he uh, bowled the last he bowled the last yeah. over and uh, i think he took the last wicket also bowled correct yeah, yeah. forget who the batsman was or who the opposition also was but i have this memory of him getting someone bowled uh and it was on shivaratri so everybody was like vijay shankar on shivaratri is doing oh this <laughs> right <laughs> what all you guys remember i didn't even remember this <laughs> i remember only this by the way i don't know much I else know. about this game kartik has like shastri shankar... only remembers he remembers every yes. ball of the tests and like <laughs> See, Karthikeya's database will not show that it was Shivratri, you know. So then, what he'll remember? True. true. <laughs> no, but Vijay Shankar coming into that 2019 World Cup, his first class, his 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 limited overs record, like 50 over record, was like he was averaging one and a half wickets a game, and he was scoring at like averaging 39 with the bat and scoring at 92 runs per 100 balls, and he was bowling seam. 
which basically made him like you know given like you have to only look at the history of india's selection of seam bowling all-rounders to realize that you know if the, if any selectors see that you know over like 40 50 games they they're going to jump at that player there there's no way they're not going to select that player you know like there's a huge upgrade on like say stuart binney you know that is yeah and in england especially they are going to they they want like you know more than one option of that variety in the squad yeah so this hardik pandya and that guy because you know as you know our actual seam bowlers are such genius batsmen <laughs> <laughs> see see just imagine hypothetically had india won that 2019 world cup and had india won this world test championship the the view of this era would be completely different it would yeah two it would, games yeah, yeah two yeah. games basically <laughs> okay three, three games, games because Champions they would have had to win the final also. also yeah oh yeah oh but that was kumble so then this era wouldn't have happened at all no no not the champions trophy i'm saying no 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 uh, i know i know i know yeah you yeah. meant like the world cup uh, winning the semi final and the final then they would have had yeah. to defeat england also yeah yeah Yeah, but there is there is something to be said about this era. Okay, I mean, I think, I think, I think Kumbhre and Shastri probably sympathetic on almost everything. But one of the things is I find very interesting, and I don't know whether I think Karthik is basically right that if you have the players to compete, then you can make good plans. I think I agree with that. But they did make choices. You know, I mean, you can mm. imagine a perfectly reasonable. Uh, indian side in this era where they always played ashwin and jadeja and played three fast bowlers mm. everywhere right and yeah. they would still win some games right and they would maybe lose some games right it would be perfectly reasonable but they did not play that way i mean they play for fast bowlers in the test team the other thing in the one day side and even though we didn't say anything about the one day side the very very successful one day side is that they they had a choice right given what england have done since 2015 they had a choice they could try to build a team to compete in a 330 one day one day game like right? 325 330 one day game where yeah. you know you pack the lower order with hitters and then you know you hope that your top one or two bowlers take get you wickets and then the other guys like you know keep you in the game or you could they could have come you know built a side to compete in a 280 game you know where the you have four four batsmen who make the bulk of the runs in the top order and then you you know you the rest of the other seven are basically wicket keepers bowling all rounders and bowlers and they did make that choice because ashwin and jadeja were not taking wickets in the middle overs in 2015 16 17 in one day games and they changed from the finger spin to the wrist spin and it worked you know kuldeep yadav as a fantastic record and usvendra chahal also has a fantastic record now you know so that was a choice and that was again a particularly attacking choice i think i thought you know which they need not have made you know they could have again given the players that they have they could have chosen to play in a different way you know you can imagine for example an alternative history where you know the indian lower order is basically packed with like you know krunal pandya and hardik pandya and you know some other hitter and washington sundar and they're trying to restrict and you know compete like like england you know before they had jofra archer the way england used to play they used to play david willey for instance you know 
because you know it was a really gun hitter also but they didn't and that is a that 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 you it's always sort of i think a sign of quality when you can you can you can observe some coherence in the way a team is trying to play and that is yeah. evident with india yeah but i think that anxiety of not having a lower order to speak of i think that eventually like pushed them away from that path yeah i mean they went to first of all i mean as a one day side i mean we have barely touched on them but to go to south africa and win the way they did win with um, spin win with spinners sort of dominating yeah, yeah i mean won, no? yeah. they won yeah no yeah. no indian side i mean forget indian side i mean apart from australia i don't think any side has gone to south africa and won like that yeah. so you know that is a was a huge achievement then they went to new zealand and randomly won some series 5-0 was it t20 or one day else <laughs> i mean just coolly they won it <laughs> so so they did that. so the thing is the problem is their excellence has been so well spread out that uh, there everyone is like where is that icc trophy where is that icc trophy <laughs> yeah also when you're like winning every bilateral series right then there's no tension to like uh, to set those victories off against so like natwest yeah. trophy final happened after india had lost like 10 in finals. a row nine finals yeah. in a row or something like that right and then you're like yeah. oh my god and then they slip to 117 or whatever for five and yeah. then from there they win so that drama is sometimes necessary to actually make these things stick in people's heads and if there's no drama and you're just winning everything then people are going to be like a they're going to be like uh, those victories weren't really like hard fought uh, on the surface and therefore the opposition probably wasn't that good yeah it and then, wasn't there's was ronnie irani in the opposition <laughs> no i'm talking about now uh, <laughs> you're talking about now <laughs> yeah now the perception might be that oh you know yeah they beat new zealand in new zealand but you know what like they didn't have chris kane so you know <laughs> like uh uh yeah and and then like people anyway tend to remember more with white ball cricket only the you know uh, world cups and stuff so it has so happened that they've happened to lose like two three like knockout games which can happen to anyone and it's just you know it's just like the probability is that someone's going to like lose every knockout game they play over like a 3 4 year period see also yeah. these people must realize that the whole in a in a bowler friendly era like they were living through the whole concept of like a come from behind uh, miraculous victory takes a redefinition i mean see that sort of calcutta like lakshman dravid victory is a very batting era kind of comeback but the bowling era kind of comeback is what we saw at lords for instance where india yeah. bowled out england in like 51 overs yeah or but, or at or at bangalore like after that uh, first day Pune. like in oh no bangalore yeah. against australia 2017 yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. after like, the pune uh, defeat correct correct yeah so after the first day where they were bowled out by nathan lyon and kind of staying in the game through their bowlers and then the big partnership wasn't like they didn't bat all day they batted through one full session pujara yeah the pujara one yeah pujara so made like, 90 something no yeah 92 yeah. i think yeah yeah 
And, so, and, yeah. and Dharamshala after that, which was also a bowler Correct. instigated win. Yeah. 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 So I mean, the, in the one day game, the Indians in this era, they've beaten Australia in Australia in 2019. They've beaten New Zealand in New Zealand in 2019. Uh, they've beaten South Africa in South Africa in 2018. Uh, they've obviously beaten West Indies in West Indies. Uh, which is, you know, they're, they're beaten everybody. You know. And yeah, I, I, this is also in an era when one-day cricket has advanced, you know, because one-day cricket, unlike test cricket, is a game which advances, you know, in the sense that new efficiencies are constantly, are, are, are identified every, once every decade or so, if you look at the history of one-day cricket now, that there are new efficiencies teams are locating every decade, you know, so in the 90s, it was, you know, the pinch hitter in the, in the 2000s, it was, you know, the, the wicket taking middle order bowler in the, in the 2010s, it was basically, you know, and some of these are also new efficiencies, which are made possible by the rule changes. So it is a game which is advancing and you have to I think you have to judge one day sides not just based on results, but based on like how they are trying to compete in in that period, in that era, in that in yeah. that universe. And yeah. there, I think the the twenty nine. That's why I think the twenty nineteen World Cup side was probably India's best ever, and the twenty nineteen World Cup performance was India's best ever because they were actually competing in a in a sustainable, reliable way. You know where they had a. It was not a. It was not a fluke that they did, did as well as they did. Yeah, I just argue that like, um, you know, like had Dhoni been the Dhoni of say twenty thirteen or something. Yeah. I mean, then that team would have been close to perfect, right? With yeah. like, yeah, with the lower order not being, uh, you know, with all of those weaknesses. Um, yeah, that's a weakness that you kind of like, you know, bargain for, and you're like, that's okay. We're still like gaining on the bowling front, but like Dhoni, the Dhoni of 2019 was probably a big weakness. Uh, yeah, he was not like a all-time great yeah, player at yeah. the peak of his power. Yeah, no, no, no. no yeah. he they, he was probably like they they probably you know thought a lot about that selection and said that okay, let's just. Ba- gamble on the fact that he's Dhoni and, you know, go with it. Uh, so, I doubt they would have... Yeah, I, I think I, it was mo- more a case of... I think this is one thing I can fault the selectors for was that, um, you know, they didn't really, like, give an extended run to, say, Rishabh Pant in ODIs before that. Uh, in fact, he barely played. And then they suddenly picked him in the squad. So, you know, had they done that and then decided, okay, we still need Dhoni... Yeah, I mean, that would have been perfectly fair. But uh, they, the failure to do that was, I think, one of the things where the selectors got it wrong. And they ended up playing him as a batsman, no? In the yeah. final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which, which was weird given what we know now. I mean, yeah, little maybe a year more of Pant and he could have been ready to keep yeah. also. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think basically 2019, that is actually a good point, I think. The 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 one hole in the 2019 side was that Pant was probably two years too young and Dhoni was probably like three years too old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
speaking of keepers i mean the the two guys who did not play in england were you know probably the best spin bowler in the world and probably the best wicket best keeper, keeper in, in the world, world. yeah saha <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Saha has definitely been like the, you know, <laughs> he's probably the best player in, in in his particular specialization who has had absolutely so few games in this whole time. You know, I mean, he Saha will walk into any team as a keeper. I mean, I can't see any other team that will not want him. And he's not a bad batsman, you know. He's much yeah. better batsman than... I mean, he's made a test hundred. He made two and... Two yeah. really good ones, yeah. And he's a phenomenal keeper. I mean, he's like on the... I mean, BJ Watling and that class. He's made 300s, in fact, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he? He made one in West Indies, right? One in West Indies, one in Ranchi against Australia. And uh, oh, yeah. and one against Bangladesh in Hyderabad. You know. Okay, so, so apart from... In the last four years, yeah. apart from the Ashwin... Decision, okay, which Ashwin, that Ashwin decision has been taken on different points of time in West Indies and England and all. Forget that. But apart from that, I can think of only three decisions that I initially might have been like, what? And then I might have eventually said, okay, maybe they have a case for it. One is that Rohit Sharma versus Rahane in uh, Centurion. One is uh, those picking four pace bowlers in Perth and leaving out Jadeja. And one is Kuldeep Yadav at Lord's. Uh, picking Kuldeep Yadav over uh, that, basically whoever else they could have picked as a seamer at launch. Karan Sharma for one. No, no, they were should was, have picked a seamer. <laughs> that was Shastri one. Like, in fact, that was his first test in charge uh, as coach. When he dropped Ashwin for Karan Sharma, right? Yeah, in Adelaide. Yeah. yeah. Which Shastri has a fetish for these leg spinners. When Hirwani, Karan Sharma, Kuldeep Yadav. <laughs> yeah. Hirwani was his only test as captain, like Khastri's. So 16 wickets. Yeah. But so. uh, yeah, the current like with a lot of these things, there's always been on or at least like that the other the version, uh, the other side of the story is that like say whether it's leaving Ashwin out at Adelaide back then, and you know then he went on to like sort of correct a flaw in his action and become the bowler that he's become. Or like leaving Pujara out at Edgebaston in 2018, where again, uh, you know, the reason given is that he had developed some sort of technical issue and he worked that out in the nets when, you know, the test match was on. So, yeah. yeah. So, like, in all these stories of like, I mean, all these events where like big players were dropped, there's generally been like a plausible reason behind it. And uh, though whether Karan Sharma, whether you would pick Karan Sharma over a over Ashwin, even at seventy percent of his ability, is a question. I mean, that can be debated. And uh, uh, yeah, so but the oh, the one for me that sticks out as like potentially like not potentially as a probably a mistake was like Kuldeep at Lords, given what the conditions there were. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they have misread the pitch several times. I mean, I, they, I think Kohli misread the pitch at Headingley also. I mean, that's not, that that's going to happen from time to time, no? Hmm. It, it's also interesting because Shastri, at least in his playing days, was considered like quite a shrewd reader of the pitch. So, 
I'm sure that on occasions when, I mean, I'm sure he had a huge role to play on occasions when they read the pitch right. So, you know, we sh- we should look at that aspect as well, not just the instances yeah. where they misread it. Yeah. And the misreading is going to happen to any team. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. whether they misread at a rate greater than other teams is probably like, they probably didn't. And also, I mean, in Lords, to be fair to them, they got like, they were done in by that time they had to bat, man. I mean, that day yeah. with those conditions and Chris the weather, yeah, the weather, <laughs> there was, I mean, I think every team in the world would have probably like had a really, really tough time on that, on that day. I Not yeah. just India. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when was the last time India came this close to being like this good? Uh, not in my lifetime. Uh, yeah. Maybe I don't. I didn't watch. I mean, I have only read about the seventy-one team, but they, you know, we are talking like the small sample one size season. there. Yeah, one season. Yeah. Two yeah. seasons. Two seasons. Yeah. And even there, I mean, the West Indies of seventy-one was not the West Indies of the sixties or the seventies, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, okay. and and in England they, I mean, they could have like lost the first test. Yeah, uh, if not. But that is also true of the two thousand seven side, no? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, two thousand seven side ironically got a favorable decision from Buckner in Lords, <laughs> and and then suddenly in two thousand eight they went and started hammering Buckner, and I'm like, <laughs> dude, just one year back. You got a. You saved a test thanks to him. <laughs> anyway, I think uh, this podcast has reached its logical end now. Astri has been a shadowy presence in this discussion. Anyway, like not directly addressed him so much. Yeah, and and we should never. And talking about moments, I mean, we shouldn't forget the great Shastri moment of the last uh, uh, of this era, which is like when he told the team, "Wear the thirty-six like a badge." <laughs> That was the moment when the team woke up and said, "Okay, that's we need to win this series." So, no, but I think I think the 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 Shastri moment I remember is like after they lost like four one in England. This guy he, he tells the press like in a press conference that oh, this is the best Indian team last fifteen twenty years. Yeah, 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 and 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 then he, <laughs> all they had done that year until then is lose. <laughs> that that like, I mean, you must like what seemed like harebrained things at that time. You know, like the playing Kuldeep Yadav at Lords and losing, losing four one in England, losing two one in all in South Africa. See, but you must give it to Shastri. He 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 had the you know he had a skin as thick as I don't know as thick as whatever analogy you can use. He. He wouldn't budge, man. He always said that this is the best team. And eventually, when India did become the best team, he continued saying, see, I always told you, you know, we're the best team. Yeah. Now, now though, he's gone to the other level. He, he says, we hammered so much the daylight sort of everybody. I don't remember one ball <laughs> of those. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, that, I mean, after the uh, win in Sri Lanka, he, in 2017, he said like the greatest victory or something. Then after the Australia win, the first time he said greater than the World Cup, greater than 85. Yeah. So, 
and and eventually when they won in australia and they did won everywhere else he's like yeah i mean we are the, we are great yeah now he set his mind to winning the lottery man next month well uh, t20 t20 world cup <laughs> we we should we should probably reconvene after that to talk about uh, what happens there yeah yeah anyway yeah thanks man thanks for joining all right uh, yeah thanks thanks kartik thanks kartikeya lovely chatting thanks thanks thank you thanks. see you all yeah thank you and uh, thank you for joining us we'll uh, be back soon with another episode as i reminded you um, you can support us at coffee ko-fi.com/81allout you can follow us on twitter at 81allout you can go to our website at 81allout.com and listen to all our past uh, episodes and uh, read we have some articles in there as well also please leave a rating and a review for our podcast it really helps to spread the word and um, as always please send your feedback happy to hear from you thank you and goodbye for the second india have won the test match india have won the series they're going to get back for two india are home lords goes wild